0: Here's a look back at April, the sketches that we worked on through the month. Uh, Have a listen. It's not hard to find news that talks down our economy. We're always hearing worries about the price of chocolate going up. I like a bit of chocolate. I'd buy it on the way home if I've had a bad stand-up gig.
1: No wonder you've been doing so much overtime.
0: Yes. But I thought I'd take a long, hard look to find a good story about our economy. And do you know what the result was? What? Nuts. Oh, so you couldn't find any then? No, I mean the sale of nuts has increased. In the UK, we now spend £483 million a year on nuts. Who would have thought, given the turmoil in the UK and abroad, that something that's a bit nutty would somehow succeed? We all- Even with such a good news story, there is a downside. While nut sales have boomed by 32 million pounds a year, the sale of crisps has dropped by 27 million pounds a year. No wonder Gary Lineker's wife divorced him. Nuts can be dangerous, that's why packaging always says things like, May contain nuts. I don't mind that warning being everywhere, so I saw it on a bag of salted nuts, and I thought, what do you mean may contain nuts? I should hope it does, or I've just bought a bag of salt. And don't have nuts for breakfast, new research has already found that it's the most dangerous meal of the day out why I'm joined by an expert how is breakfast dangerous
2: it's been found to cause the biggest blood sugar spike of the day
0: oh I thought it was to do with not eating muesli in case you get pulled under by a strong current
2: <laughs> technically they're not currents, Steve they're raisins
0: oh you're one of them so while I have you here why are people eating more nuts
2: people swapping unhealthy snacks for things like nuts oh I've done that really
0: yeah I now eat fruit and nut, crunchy nut cornflakes and of course donuts. I'm presuming this news story means that science has cured all the diseases and sorted out all the famine in the world, because now a scientist has worked out how to use DNA tests to tell if the Loch Ness Monster is real or not. Apparently they can sample the water in the loch and work out if there's any dodgy DNA in there. Although, come on, if you tested my local swimming pool, you'd find plenty of dodgy DNA. Even though they don't have a sample of Nessie's DNA to compare it to, if they did, this whole thing would be easily sorted. They'll be able to test it to see if there's something in there that could be a monster, and if the Jeremy Carl show is anything to go by, they can tell you who its real dad is. I don't know who's funding this, but seeing as proving that there's no Loch Ness Monster would ruin Scotland's economy, it's probably Theresa May. I thought surely it can't be that hard to find a massive monster in a lock, so I went to Scotland to see for myself. Ah, well, so when they say lock, it's not like a lock in a door. I thought that would have been easy. No, it's, it's a lake, I think they just spell it wrong, and it is massive. I'll never be able to see it all from here. I guess I'll um, have to go out for a swim. Right, well, I'm out here. It's really cold in the water, and I can't really see that much. I'm gonna head back to the shore. Ooh. Oh, there are some locals over there. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, have you ever seen the Loch Ness Monster? Well, I thought it was all rubbish, but then I saw it. Oh, what was it like? A Huge, beastie, pale skin, rolls of hideous fat bumps. It was me, wasn't it? I. Yep. It's not often I say this, but here it comes. It's political correctness gone mad. Oh, here he goes. I heard Jules saying the National Trust came under fire for dropping the word Easter from the name of an Easter egg hunt. So? So Easter is under attack. That's why it's always on a different date each year. It's harder for them to hit a moving target. Now the National Trust, or national I don't trust them if they're gonna do that with my Easter, has pointed out that they use the word Easter a lot in the advertising. But still, taking Easter out of the name of an Easter egg hunt sounds odd. If you hunt eggs at Easter that's fine. If you're just hunting eggs for the thrill of the kill you're like a vegan version of that dentist who shot that lion. What have those eggs ever done to you? Calm down Calm down. They're forgetting about the real reason we do Easter egg hunts. Which is? The disciples collected chocolate eggs. And the, well, the point is I am outraged and I'm not the only one. Prime Minister Theresa May said
2: Well I'm not just a vicar's daughter. I'm a member of the National Trust as well
0: So there are twice as many limericks who can do about you?
2: I think the stance they've taken is absolutely ridiculous and I don't know what they're thinking about, frankly.
0: They're thinking about the end of Easter. If the university-educated media types had their way, Easter would be banned. Easter Island? It's just an island now. And the weather? Here's Kate Kinsella.
2: Now, the wind, it switched directions. It was a chilly <laughs> for the last couple of days. It switched round to a south They've banned Easter.
1: Well, none of that's happening, though. It's still Easter soon.
2: Is it?
0: Oh. Well, it looks like I've got egg on my face. what a fool I've been all these years. Now what? I've just realised I have been doing what I do in bed for free when I could have been getting paid for it. You, oh dear. French scientists are looking for someone to lie in a bed and sleep and they'll get paid £13,000. I mean, I love a good nap. If anything, I'm overqualified. They're going to do research into weightlessness.
1: Well, then you're certainly not qualified.
0: No, it's not about how much you weigh. Dr. Arnold Beck from the Institute said The idea of the study is to reproduce the weightlessness of the International Space Station. It's like everything they say is sexy. Lying down is like being in space. Who would have guessed that most students are effectively part-time astronauts? There's a downside to this. You have to stay in bed for 60 days. That would be your job for that time. So this would happen. (sniffs) Oh, hello? No, sorry, I can't. I'm at work right now. Bye. It's a shame that it's in France After Brexit I won't be allowed to apply for this job So simple I could do it in my sleep So we should do it over here If we pay people to sleep We'd have unemployment sorted We've been paying people to sleep In the House of Lords For centuries I so want this job To get paid for being in a bed I mean if it's good enough For Lenny Henry I'm willing to take it You'll never get it I'm going to send him my CV You'll never get it And of course If they pick me I won't be able to come into work With you for about 60 days
1: Uh, It's worth the shot Go and get some paper
0: We've seen a sharp increase in the number of complaints about something.
1: What, your sketches?
0: No, there's only one person who complains about them.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'll stop doing that when you get better at delivering them.
0: Drones.
1: Yeah, you do a bit.
0: No, I mean drones are the things that are getting complained about more these days. There are now nearly 10 complaints a day about these airborne annoyances. There is some good news. In the old days, drones were military machines that could be used to launch an airstrike. And most of the ones annoying us in the UK can't do that. So, you know, small blessings. People are using drones to do more and more things these days. Smuggle drugs into prison, spy on sunbathers, see if a property could be easily burgled. No wonder we're all getting obese. Even criminals aren't willing to get off their bottoms. I'm not surprised, as soon as new technology comes along we find a way to misuse it. The internet has the dark web, laser lights get pointed at pilots, and smartphones mean that millions of hours of human brain power, the most powerful brain on the planet, is spent crushing candy. My mum used to love standing by the net curtains to see what everyone on the street was doing. If we could have given her a drone with surveillance capabilities, oh she would have been over the moon.
2: Oh look at her at number 13, she should shut the skylight if she's gonna do that.
0: We'd all secretly love to have drones do things for us, can't reach the remote control no problem get your drone to bring it to you obviously you'd have to be able to reach the remote control for the drone or if not get another drone to bring that and so on the problem isn't the drones it's us some of us are just lazy and that's fine but others want to use these drones for bad things and we just need to watch out for them now if only there was a way we could spy on them Hmm. Council in Essex has replaced all job titles with "man" in them to gender-neutral ones. So from now on, they don't have a chairman; they have a chairperson. I thought the person who chairs a meeting is just called the chair. But apparently, they had to stop that after some people would say things like, "Uh, just sit on a chair and we'll begin." People would misunderstand, and well, it just gets awkward. They're also changing groundsman to groundsperson. Again, I thought we'd done away with the gender-specific title, and you just said groundskeeper. But maybe that implies they get to keep the ground after, and that gets expensive with all the. Legal stuff. Thank you for meeting me. I'll be your lawyer in the case you want to bring against the council that you say owes you some land. Uh, Why don't you pull up a chair? Oh, oh, off! No, sorry, a chair to sit on, not a chair. To find out more, I'm joined by an expert from the University of Manston.
2: It's not Manston, it's Personston
0: now. So, not just job titles, you want to ban man from place names too. That's a lot to do. How will you
2: manage? How will we personage, Steve? Don't be a misogynist. We don't think it's right that women might feel they can't go to places like Ramsgate. We'd prefer the gender-neutral sheepskate.
0: Well, that's ridiculous.
2: We also want Whitstable to be renamed. Why? While both genders are known for their wits, only men grow stubble.
0: Firstly, it's stable, not stubble. And secondly, you should meet my ex. What about all the other place names that are gender-specific? Are you going to change them? Maidston? Should hern Bay be twinned with Hisn Bay? Margate upset
2: Pargate, does it? Oh, don't be silly, Steve. They're all named after female pronouns, And we all know only men can be sexist.
0: Welcome to the first of a new feature I'm doing. Stephen Allen's Idiot of the Day. Now, I was going to launch this new feature a while back. I put it on the agenda for a production meeting, and the boss read out, Uh, next, Stephen Allen's Idiot of the Day. And someone said, Yeah, he is. It was seconded and then motion carried. But I'm trying again, thanks to this idiot. A man in Australia ran into the Indian Ocean to try and avoid paying a seafood restaurant bill. Why run into the ocean unless you're Tom Hanks in Splash? That's not an escape route. You've just been in a seafood place. You're running from a place where they want to get you for not paying to a place where they think, Here, Tony, that's the guy that just ate your cousin. If you want free seafood, you could have caught it yourself. You clearly didn't mind getting wet. To make him even more worthy of this idiot award, he's a rapper and his name is Tupac. Oh, no, he's trying to sound like Tupac, but ends up sounding like an old imperial measurement. But the reason he's idiot of the day is because he didn't rap like this. Here's my sound. I'm on the deckish, my name's Tupac, cause I got too peckish. I ate some food in the seafood diner, crabs to the eels, there ain't no fish finer. I got the bill, I felt kind of funny, what am I like? I forgot my dinner money, so I ran to the sea when the DJ's grooving. The staff from the cafe is disapproving. I'm out at sea, the tide is drifting, the guy chasing me. He ain't shifting, nowhere to go, when it's getting kind of late. One thing I've learned, waiters gonna wait. People travelling on rush hour trains have found themselves happier about the service they get. Are there still delays? Yes. Is there still overcrowding? Oh yes. So why are train passengers happier today? It's the video of the man being dragged off the United Airlines flight. If you haven't seen it, after a flight was overbooked, a man was asked to leave the plane, he didn't, and somehow that escalated to him being dragged off. Anyone crammed onto a train must be thinking, At least I'm not being dragged off with my belly on, show. Oh yes, in the video of the man being dragged off the flight, his top rides up and his tall on display. Oh, for people like me, that's the most terrifying part. I'd worry the stewardess would say,
2: I'm afraid you have to check that as extra baggage."
0: The man in question was asked to leave, but started to protest. Not a real protest, otherwise that would have ended with Kendall Jenner walking up and handing out fizzy pop. I know that's an advert, but I really hope she starts trying it in real life. When things are about to kick off, she offers a soft drink, and then she'd get Dr. Pepper sprayed. Anyway, back on the plane, this means that various airlines are having to change their in-flight announcements. Welcome aboard this flight to Atlanta. We have a flying time of two hours, which includes 10 three-minute bouts. And in the event of an altercation, your gum shield will drop down from the compartment above you. Do not leave any bags in the aisle, as when the fight breaks out, good footwork can be important. The sick bag is in front of you, which you might need when the adrenaline kicks in. Ah, adrenaline, the fight or flight hormone, which are the two things that United Airlines are now offering. It's the biggest news to hit Kent since Eve ate an apple here in the Garden of England. Eden. Really? Definitely. Okay. Since Eve eaten an apple here in the Garden of England. That doesn't sound right. We're getting a new tunnel to the east of Gravesend. As someone who lives in Gravesend, I don't know if it's good or bad news. It means I'll have easier access to Essex, but it also means people from Essex will have easier access to me. It's been exciting around here as soon as the news broke. We became... 24-hour rolling tunnel news. From east of Gravesend to Tilbury, Tilbury. This, this is your number one tunnel station. Hello and welcome to Tunnel Watch. We can cross to our reporter live on the scene where the tunnel will be built. So, tell me, what can you see?
2: Uh well, it won't be done for ten years, so I can see a field, Steve. A field. I spoke to one resident to see what they had to say. <coughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be about 10 years till it's ready I think it's worth mentioning this This weekend, the Hatton Garden Job film comes out It'll take us 10 years to build a tunnel under the Thames Yet they drilled a tunnel to rob the safety deposit boxes over an Easter weekend Till then, I'll just have to stick to the Gravesend to Tilbury Ferry I was on there the other week It was great fun I said to the captain man Can I stand at the front of the boat? And he said, bow So I did, and he let me Good times thought I knew everything there was to know about food. I eat it almost every day, so I've looked down the barrel of all the big food questions. Like, if fish don't have hands, what body part are they claiming are fish fingers? Or, how hungry must the first person to try caviar have been? I mean, seriously, if you're that hungry, you'd try to eat black fish eggs. How could you afford caviar? Or, when people say eat and mess, do they mean the dessert or recent political history? But now, a food company has had to officially answer a question. A question that I didn't know was even being asked. On a chocolate biscuit, is the chocolate on the top or the bottom? When I first read that, I thought, where's the top? But then I thought, where is it the bottom? And that was it. I was gone. Dragged into the mental whirlpool of a conundrum. You say topped with chocolate, not bottomed with chocolate. And then, well, the logo is on the non-chocolate side. Surely that's the top? I tried to break myself out of it by saying, I'll just hold the biscuit side on, and that way the chocolate side is neither top nor bottom. But it turns out you can't hold a biscuit side on, or when you try and put it in your mouth, you hit yourself in the nose. Oh, oh, it's dropped in me tea. For days I didn't leave the house. I was just making tea and eating biscuits. Okay, that's pretty much my social life anyway, but this time I was doing it for a reason. No one puts a chocky bicky in their mouth, chocolate side down, it's always chocolate side up, so that's the top, but then why not? Chocolate tastes better than biscuit. I went pretty deep. But McVitie's tweeted the answer to the question. They said, hi, our hobnobs go through a reservoir of chocolate, so it's on the bottom. Oh, fair enough. I watched the Easter messages. Theresa May said that Brexit was about uniting. Yeah, you know, uniting comes from the same root word as union. Brexit is about forming a union with all. Jeremy Corbyn spoke about bringing people together in his Easter message. And he has. He's given the Parliamentary Labour Party something to work against. And Tim Farron gave his Easter message about how he had a box of 12 cream eggs to share between his MPs. So someone's getting seconds. But I thought I should get to do an Easter message too. Hello. You join me here in this antique armchair. At Easter, the humble Easter egg can teach us a lot. It comes in two halves, like many of the issues facing us today. Like the Lower Thames Crossing. The people of the Hamlet of Thong may not be keen, as the connecting road will pass near them. They say, no one likes a tunnel you have to go round a thong to get into. But like the two halves of an Easter egg, it's when we come together, we can contain something quite special like Smarties, or chocolate buttons. That metaphor did not quite work. In many ways, that metaphor was like the humble Easter egg. Only when you look inside, that you find that it's mainly empty, and all you have are some silly Smarties or chocolate buttons. I have to go now. It turns out doing an Easter message was harder than I thought. And this armchair is owned by United Airlines, and I think they're sending a bloke. Till next time, Happy Easter. I knew it. Here we go. Mobile phones are bad for you.
1: Is this about that time your ex-read your text
0: messages? Well, no, but I still have the marks. Now, scientists in America are finding that more and more people are suffering from text neck.
1: Is that a type of restaurant?
0: No, text neck. It's a condition people are getting because they're spending too long looking down at their phones, texting their friends.
1: Why are you worried? You ain't got
0: any friends. Uh huh. funny. Plus, apparently checking your phone all the time and still seeing no one's message you also causes it. The study co-author, Dr. Todd Landman, said in an x-ray the neck typically curves backwards but we're seeing the curve is reversed in people that look down at their phones wow that kind of research can really turn heads it's even more worrying for children while their bones are still growing I don't know what you're thinking if i can't let my kids use a smartphone how can they help me change the settings or use an emoji they're the only ones in the house who know how well to find out more i'm joined by an expert so what can be done to save our necks
2: you have to avoid looking down to text So maybe buy a selfie stick and put your phone in it and read your text there. But it'll
0: be feet away.
2: You've had laser eye surgery, so you should be okay. How did you know about that? You haven't shut up about it for weeks. Yep, Fair enough. Anything else? I think that people should stand while texting.
0: Would that help your neck?
2: Not really, but it will stop the issue of texting while driving. Good point. But most of all, if you want to save your neck, use an old iPhone.
0: Were they better for you?
2: No, the angle's just as bad, but the battery lasts about 10 minutes. So how much damage could you do?
0: There's only one story worth talking about today One story that's so massive I can't not talk about it
1: you on then, what do you think about the election?
0: Election? I was going to talk about Harry Styles breaking his silence about his relationship with Taylor Swift
1: well,
0: Who cares about that? He says he her to write a song about him and his surname is Styles I can think of the rhymes already
2: Dating Harry Styles it's like a bad case of. No, I, I totally can't get it. No, do
1: the election. It's been called for June the 8th.
2: Really? But Theresa May said. There should be no general election until 2020. Yeah.
0: Not till 2020? How long did I sleep for? No, she's called another one. We could have guessed this would happen. Listen to that clip again.
2: No general election until 2020.
1: Yeah.
0: At the end, the Knights Templar, or whoever they are, they didn't sound very supportive. If someone answered you like that in a relationship, you'd know they didn't really agree. Uh, I think we should get pizza tonight. (laughs) Well, if you don't want pizza, just say. Do we really want another general election? Here's what one woman in Bristol had to say.
2: You're joking. Not another one?
0: I know what she means. We've had the Scottish referendum, a general election, the EU referendum, and we have the Britain's Got Talent final coming up soon. It's so much voting. You know, I think I'm going to vote for the singing impressionist. Well, if you don't want me to vote for her, just say. I suppose I could vote for that woman with that well-trained performing dog.
2: You're joking. Not another one?
0: Oh, I just can't win with you lot. It's all very well getting excited about the election. You see groups on hen nights dressing up as front benchers, kids messaging each other saying, "Oh my days, this election is going to be, like, well sick." But you have to stop and think about the people who are suffering. And that includes George Osborne, who said he's going to quit politics. Quit politics? Does that mean he's joining the... Insert name of political party you don't like. That's how you have to do that joke without upsetting anyone. You have to do the same thing when you're making a joke about a terrible football team. You don't name them, because Leighton fans get upset. Yes, George Osborne is quitting as an MP. He is leaving to spend more time with his other jobs. He gave an interview about it, and he said... And I'm very proud to have been part of a team that turned around the fortunes, first of all of my party, and then of the country. Someone putting their party before the country? Where have I seen that before? He spoke of his fond memories. So I remember, you know, when we had our economic plan, plan A as we called it. Well, I remember that, yes. He said there was no plan B. Then why name your plan, plan A? That's like calling your wife your first wife. just doesn't look good also people said it wasn't going to work and then when the job started being created out there in the country yes jobs were created but you took most of them he'll still have five other jobs when he quits being an MP one of which is the editor of the evening standard which means he could as the editor of the evening standard interview himself as a former chancellor but what kind of a fool would sit around talking to himself in the media I
1: don't know someone is a right idiot
0: yeah someone's a right idiot Yeah. yeah good luck George This is another item that I'll start by talking about the general election.
2: You're joking. Not another one?
0: Exactly. Some people aren't looking forward to it. Like the Lower Thames Crossing. Some people aren't looking forward to that. It'll cause disruption and lower house prices. And that's just because more people from Essex will be around here. And the plans for the new homes in Ebb's Fleet, Garden City, some people have issues with that too. To anyone who has worries about the things happening, I have good news. It's possible that none of it will actually happen, because there's a chance we'll be wiped out by an asteroid. Oh, great. Well, we've only just survived a near miss. An asteroid named 2000. 2014 J025, so called, because it was discovered by Professor Michael 2014 J025. It's a strange surname, I think his mother married a registration plate. It was a rock the size of Gibraltar, which means it'll probably get mentioned in the EU negotiations. Next on the agenda, Spain want control of Gibraltar.
2: Well, why don't they have the asteroid 2014 J025? But it is nowhere near Spain. Gibraltar's nowhere near the UK, and yet we cope. It's a
0: reminder that there are big rocks in space that could hit us, but what can be done? To find out more, I'm joined by an expert. So how common are these asteroids?
2: There are lots of them in space, Steve. They go by all the time, but rarely come back close.
0: What can be done if we're gonna be hit by one?
2: Not a lot, it's not like we can move the Earth. Sadly, all we can do is follow the example of that lady from Bristol and say, You're joking, not another one?
0: Election 2017 And already the big policies are being talked about It's been holidays Don't mock Holidays are important It's the one question you have When you finish a job interview And they say So is there anything you'd like to ask us? But you don't want to seem like you're not there for work Jeremy Corbyn has suggested adding another four bank holidays Not everyone says it's a good idea Economist Vicky Price Former wife of Chris Hume, said They do cost industry quite a bit Perhaps that cost is around 2 billion Mmm I take your points Which is something she's normally used to the other way around. Yep, banks having a holiday might cost us £2 billion, but I remember what happened in 2008. The banks being at work cost us quite a bit too. Do we really need more holidays? JC said
2: We have less public holidays than any other country in Europe.
0: Yeah, don't worry about the economy. We have fewer public holidays than places like Spain, Portugal, Greece. Oh dear. Where does JC want these bank holidays? Not in a week where there already is one. That'd make it a three-day week, and that's not good branding for Labour. He suggested the days of the patron saints of the countries in the UK. But that means we'd have St. David's Day on the first of March, St. Patrick's on the 17th, two for Easter, St. George's on April 23rd, and two in May. And over Easter, I forgot to go shopping on Thursday. With all the shops being closed, I would have starved if it weren't for those aid packages my family sent.
1: They were Easter eggs.
0: But you know what? Even though it's tough for me, you get yourself some time off.
1: Hang on, bank holidays are the only days you get to do a proper radio show. You're just saying this to get more work.
0: <laughs> We all have fears. Personally, I'm terrified by spiders, great heights, and commitment. But some of our fears are less rational. A survey has found 60% of Brits say they're afraid of an android takeover. They fear the machines. And I think I get stuck behind those kind of people at self-scan tills. It says there's an unexpected item, but everything in that bag is from this shop. I don't know what it was expecting. Maybe they're right to be fearful. If the machines do rise up, they'll be the first people to go. It says I've got five seconds to comply, but I am complying Israel. Off button rat. Right we worry about robots gaining a conscious mind And taking over the planet But everyone you've ever met has a conscious mind Most of those can't take over Thanet It's not a Terminator style future we should be fearful of The way the robots will take over Is by taking all our jobs A few months ago in one of these I talked about robot builders that have been invented They work six times faster than humans They don't drink all your tea And if a woman walks by They go We too. If you're a driver, bad news. Driverless cars got the go-ahead to hit the UK's roads in 2019. It said that driverless cars are learning to drive by playing Grand Theft Auto. So if your Google car pulls over and extorts money out of a Lady of the Night, you'll know what's happening. It's a computer game that's violent, so I'm not sure we want our computers learning from it. That'd be like the robo-builders learning from Tetris. You'd keep getting holes in the wall, and if you didn't, the whole row would be smashed. So don't fear the Terminator, fear the fact that in the future, the robots will have all the Good jobs, and they'll be able to build a wall. No, they wouldn't. Would they? (laughs) Donald Trump has done something, and I have never been so offended in my entire life.
1: You don't read the tweets we
0: get. He's considering banning laptops on flights from the UK. What are you saying? Are we a failed state now? We're actually pretty good. It's just not in our nature to boast. When people say, oh, you're talking down the economy after Brexit, I always think, and there's nothing more British. The rules state that anything larger than a mobile phone has to be stowed in the cargo hold, and these days, anything larger than a mobile phone includes most mobile phones. And the reason I don't like the idea on this ban on flights from the UK is I don't want to have to have a flight where I can't use my tablet or laptop. How am I meant to cope?
1: Why don't you chat to the
0: Passengers. Are you not well? Why would I want to hold a conversation with someone Who I know would be thinking Oh, this guy is nowhere near as entertaining As my laptop would be There's no two ways around it I think it means I will refuse to go to America I'm sure they'll cope And it's not just this laptop ban There could be rules brought in Where Donald Trump would demand That we hand over our social media passwords Before we're allowed to enter the US No way Why? Have
1: you got things to hide in your direct messages?
0: Well, yes But that's not my main point if there is one man that I do not want to have access to my Twitter, it's Donald Trump. I'll wake up in the morning and find that he's been tweeting on my behalf. and i have mates calling me up saying, Steve, has someone from Mexico upset you? Although when I tweet saying, Ivanka is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, at least it would feel less creepy. You'll never guess what. There's a white rhino on Tinder.
1: Yeah, I heard about it in the news.
0: Oh, was it in the news?
1: Well, how did you hear about
0: it? It came up as one of the results. I thought my search criteria of what I was looking for matched the. Do you know what? Never mind.
1: He's 43 and weighs over two tons. What were you looking for?
0: It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, the last male northern white rhino has joined Tinder and he's there to raise money. Yeah, I think I've been on dates with some people with the same attitude. The rhino's dating profile says. I don't mean to be too forward, but the fate of my species. Literally depends on me know oh, that old line What a player He continues I perform well Under pressure Six foot tall I'm sorry But I'm six foot two I'm taller And yet my dating profile Hasn't had anywhere Near this much attention What's so special About being a rhino They've
1: got really thick skin
0: Well you need it To go on Tinder Trust me
1: They have a big horn
0: Well you need it To go on Tinder What are we talking about Sorry There are only Three northern white rhinos Left Attempts to mate the animal With the only two Surviving females Have failed I mean All that's going to happen is, he's going to end up on a date with one of his exes. Awkward. Look, I know it's not worked out between us last time, but if we're going to give it another go, we need to address the elephant in the room. Well, I don't know why you kept inviting him along. It would be sad to lose this wonderful animal, though. So if you are on Tinder and you see something that's in its 40s, about six foot tall, quite hefty, and looks like it may never get to breed again, swipe right.
1: That was all about you, wasn't it? Yes, it was.
0: Yes, yes, it was. The 10-year anniversary of the Folkestone quake. It was such a big deal. Did you know they made a documentary about it? But I don't think they get things right when they make them in America. Dateline, April 28th, 2007. The British town of Folkestone in Kent, London. At 8.19, an earthquake attacked. We spoke to one of the everyone who survived.
2: We were lying in bed, weren't we, Brian? Yeah. And suddenly, I felt the bed rocking. Didn't I, Brian? Yeah. I remember I said, not now, Brian. I'm not in the mood. Didn't I, Brian?
0: Yeah. The epicenter was near Folkestone. The effects of this quake could be felt as far away as just outside Folkestone. Several thousand homes were left without power. This man was from the emergency services. Or well, remember I took a call from someone reporting the earthquake. They said there was a smell of gas. I said that if you are in an earthquake, it's understandable that you are nervous. They put the phone down. Here is Professor of Scientology, Dr. Joe Floorwobbler.
2: Seismology. Uh, Anyway, in 2007, the Folkestone quake was the biggest one seen in the UK since 2002, when a 4.8 Richter quake hit Dudley in the West Midlands, causing an estimated £5 million worth of improvements.
0: Since 2007, many people have been quake-proofing their homes. We moved the ornament off that shelf and put it on that shelf because it's a bit lower. And so, to the survivors of the Fulkerstone quake, we salute you. Why not follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen? You can subscribe to the podcast as well. You do that by searching for Steve and Allen's Week in your podcast app.